Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And we are here. Another episode of Believe in Magic. I am your host, Max Van Auken, and you have another host from Combo's Court, Andrew Combo Salop. We are the duo of the now and the duo of the future. Combo, how are you? How was that? We are the duo of the past, present, and future. You like that? Yeah, that was good. How are you, though? How are, how are things? How are you living? Everything's great, man. Shot around this morning. You know, I've been critical of Giannis in the past, but I actually shot around with my Giannis threes. Uh, they're really comfortable, man. Really light. They're guard sneakers. I know he's like, it's kind of like hard to figure out what position Giannis plays. I guess he'd be the dual forward position in uh, Rashad Phillips' position dictionary, but they're very guard-like sneakers, and I really enjoy them. Uh, Katie's still the best player in the world, but I do enjoy shooting around in my Giannis sneakers. Shouts to Giannis, man. You don't deserve to wear those sneakers, just plain and simple. You simply do not. The last time they went head-to-head, actually, Giannis actually, blew the nets out of the water. At the at one point, they had to put a screenshot on how big the the Milwaukee Bucks blew out KD. Now, that's the like wait, that, that was this time. It was the first game of the season, and it was last postseason. At some point in time, winning matters when you go head-to-head, and it's that guy-Giannis combo. I'm out here influencing for Giannis, so Giannis – it's probably very happy that Combo's wearing his sneakers. Not if you knew how you spoke about the dual forward. Not if you knew. You not care. if you knew. I'm outside, I'm outside in these streets. Well, not really in the streets. I was in the gym. Influencer, man. Influencer for Giannis. Okay. And he didn't even send, he didn't even send me any shekels, and I'm out here wearing his sneakers. And once you acknowledge that this guy is not only a MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, and a champion all in a row – that's just ridiculous to call that guy not you know the best player in the world. You know what you're doing? And we're not going to get into the Michael Jordan debate, but I know you're a LeBron guy, <laughs> so you're like that guy who goes six for six over and over again and doesn't really explain why he's better than the person. But that's another topic for another day. Uh, apparently, shout to, to LeBron and shout to Giannis. That was a great point, wasn't it, Max? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, apparently that debate works. You know when you have nothing left to six for six? It's like, all right, come on now. You don't see? That's my whole thing. And now, but you're doing you're doing you're doing that with the Giannis thing with the with the MVP and the championship. Yeah, that's great. But he's not a better basketball player than KD. If you watch them play basketball, he did something that for one MJ hasn't done, and two something that KD hasn't done, and that's lead a team as the guy without another huge All Star next to him. Nah, he led. Nah, he led teams, bro. Don't what? get it twisted. He led teams, man. I know Steph was on those teams. I know Stop. Draymond no, was no. Yeah, he had Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and they won a championship without him. Was he the best player? Sure. But they could have been in that same position without him. In fact, they were. They they broke the NBA record, and they won championships without KD. Uh, he has never won a championship did. as the guy creating the system. He's never done that. I'm actually reading a great book about leadership, and it has a whole chapter about Steve Kerr not even a basketball book and it has a chapter about Steve Kerr was phenomenal. He has, he's had an amazing career just to switch the subject real quick. 
but KD is still the best. Yeah, he had world. nothing for that combo. He better switch the topic. Uh, no, Steve Kerr's amazing. The fact that he could be a great coach, he was a great commentator, he was a great player, and he was a good at being a GM. It's like it's so hard to be good at one thing, right? I'm trying to podcast correctly. To be good at so many different things is unbelievable. Steve Kerr, he's one of my favorite human beings. I actually interviewed him, and he was so nice. Yeah, you know, he's, he went through a lot of adversity. His father was unfortunately gunned down while he was in college, if I'm not mistaken. He totally tore his ACL um, like I have in the past. And he went through that all and, you know, obviously played in the NBA for a long time and then winning all those championships with the Bulls and the Spurs and as a coach and a GM, as you said, just an amazing career, you know. I believe he's the only person to four-peat. So wait, yeah, he has a four-peat as a player. Yes. He won two championships as a coach, correct? Yep, and he was the coach of the greatest regular season team ever. And he's about to be the new Olympic uh, head coach. Yeah, yeah. And was humble enough through all that after playing for Pop when Pop was a very young coach. Well, not very young, but he was a lot younger than, you know, he is now, obviously. And humble enough to take that assistant coach job and learn again from Pop, you know? I'm sure they were learning from each other, though. I love Steve. And the, and one thing that yeah. I love that he did last year is even when they were not good, they were I think they, they had the worst record in the NBA, he took the time to develop the guys. So now... This year, those guys are fully developed, and you're getting Steph back. You just got Clay back. You obviously have Draymond. You drafted James Wiseman, but he understood the value of developing players even when everyone was ridiculing them for not being good last year. I totally agree. He's done a great job. And, um, you know, under I think he's almost underrated for what he's done in the game of basketball. He's a Hall of Famer. I, I'm a Steve Kerr guy all the way, so if we we could dedicate this whole podcast to Steve Kerr. I um, like I said, I was able to interview Yo, him. He was, no, he was he was a fifty forty ninety guy, bro. Did you know that? Oh yeah, yeah. He he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. That's why it's so iconic that he's coaching the greatest shooter of all time. It is. It is. He also coached one of the other greatest shooters of all time, Kevin Durant, who happens to be better than Giannis. But Giannis is really good. I, I See, right, what we... you had to do was you had to change the topic to Steve Kerr because the way I was just throwing these Giannis points at you. But let's talk about the Orlando. No, I, I made the greatest point of all. You're just doing the Jordan 6-for-6 <laughs> six six thing when it comes to Giannis. But whatever. Let's go. Next topic. I, I just like defense. Come on. I'm sorry. Um, and, yeah, so the Orlando Magic. Um, Franz Wagner's kind of been the story of it all when it comes to a lot of people seeing the Orlando. Because let's be honest. A lot of people, you're going to sit down and watch the team you enjoy the most or you're rooting for. You're not going to be able to watch every game. So a lot of people go on Twitter. They got Bleacher Report. And they just kind of check up on some things, some storylines. And a lot of people, that's the storyline for them. For When they hear about the Magic, they think of Wagner and what he's been able to do as a rookie. And I know we kind of talked about that last podcast. But going into this one, I just wanted to talk about their upcoming schedule, the roster that they have, developing the players, and I think you and I have kind of agreed um, as far as the vision and expectations for this season. Is there anything that's kind of stood out to you these past couple of games from the young players, from the vets? I heard some Terrence Ross rumors come trading deadline. What have been your thoughts so far in the last couple of games? Well, Jalen Suggs has returned, and he's looked good. He's actually looked better than Cole in the past couple of games in terms of setting the table. Um, so that's a bright spot. Franz Wagner has hit a little bit of a wall, but still showing a lot of confidence in terms of like 
handling the basketball. The shots haven't been falling for him. But not only him, they haven't been falling for the whole team. I mean, this team is probably the worst team in the NBA when it comes to offense right now. They're really not shooting it well. They're not shooting it from three. But as we know, it's not about this season. It's about development. And But they do have to start doing a better job on offense. To win basketball games, you have to put the ball in the basket, and the Orlando Magic are struggling to do so right now. Yeah. So and- we will see what develops. And, you know, the COVID protocols, this is a new day and age in the NBA. You know, Coach Mosley has been in protocols, so – it's just tough, man. Hopefully his health is well and everything's okay with him. But, you know, just a tough week, a tough month for the Orlando Magic. Right, right. And it's being able to not get too low on the lows, too high on the highs. Um, like you said, understand right. the vision. We kind of already talked about what their goal is this season. So it's just maintaining that goal on developing the players. Um, I know they have the 76ers coming up. They have the Lakers Friday, which I will, hint, hint, try to cover um, spoiler alert, I want to be in the building for that Friday. We have the Bulls, we have the Clippers, and I'm glad you brought up the COVID protocol because I know the Magic have been hit with the COVID bug um, for sure when it comes to protocol. And that, and there's just no beating around the bush. There's It's hard to play when you don't have a consistent lineup, especially with young guys trying to learn how to play with each other, and you don't have the consistent lineup with each other. Um, but the whole NBA is facing that. It's not just through Orlando Magic. But they did go back and forth with the Wizards a little bit. Um, they did beat the Hornets in a tough game, 116-109, and then they did play Luka, which I think a lot of people aren't talking about, by the way, Combo, is Luka and the Dallas Mavericks starting to click a little bit, and then they lost to the Portland Trailblazers. So it's been a tough point to your to what you were saying. It's been a kind of a tough schedule for them, but I'm hoping going into the 76ers game, they can get up and down a little bit, push the pace. Um, the Sixers are a big team, so I think if they get out and run, they could pro- like they can pose some problems for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, we will see. They just got to do a better job of putting the basketball in the basket. Uh, you know what? They're really struggling when it comes to efficiency, man. They really are. Cole, Franz, um, Harris, they're just not shooting the basketball well right now. You know, And they're not doing well from the line either, which if you pay attention to analytics – Free throws is the highest value shot in basketball, that and layups. So you got to start making those. You know, you got to start making those free throws. And as we know, the three point shot is so very important. So we got to start knocking those down as well. But as I said, the bright spot is in Jalen Suggs because he's the only guy right now that could set the table for the team. Cole hasn't been doing a great job of that. But maybe Markel Fultz could come back eventually and, and get some table setting done. Um, actually, we might see Markel Fultz or even Jalen Suggs in the starting lineup very soon. Right. And I knew going into this season with a young team, you're going to struggle late in games. But to your point, you have to get the ball in the basket. Um, and it's not a great shooting team, but you have to find out what you're good at then. And how do you find out what you're good at and put the ball in the basket? And to me, you ha- it's obvious how fast they are. And so if you're not shooting the ball particularly well, you have to get better looks the closer to the basket and in the paint. So I'm hoping we can see some of that. Um, Jalen Suggs is really good at slashing to the basket. He's not the most polished jump shooter. So I'm hoping initiating some of that offense to your point um, can kind of get their offense clicking again. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. They just need more point guard play, as you know, and Cole got to do a little bit better job of setting the table. So, you know, Franz is still looking good. He's not very efficient right now. He's hitting 
somewhat of a wall, but still looking very comfortable out here, and he's still a very promising player. And I won't be surprised if the Magic are able to make a couple sneaky moves. Come tra- trading that like combo. I want to be the best broadcaster that's ever lived. That's a goal of mine that I have not been very quiet about. I'm very outspoken. But if there was any hidden like gem in my future that I would love to pursue, would be a GM. So that like trading deadlines, uh, just movements of the league fascinates me, and I'm just really intrigued to see what type of moves Orlando may be able to do. Not a blockbuster move, obviously. I'm not saying that, but I think there's some key people out there or key people that they have um, that could be a really good fit for them moving forward. And even just a key veteran guy to help develop your young players, that's so important. Uh, we see it time and time and time again in this league. Uh, I'm not saying Rondo per se, like specifically, but I'm just using him as an example on how important he's been for so many players' growth and development um, how Vooch was for a lot of the young guys on this roster before he went to Chicago, who they actually play coming up Sunday. Um, I, I'm just interested to see that coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess they have some guys that could help some, you know, playoff contending teams and maybe get some more draft picks. But Or, as you said, bring in a veteran that could help some of these guys. But, um, yeah, we will see what develops. We will see what develops. Uh, I know you and I talked about if you have anything left with the Orlando Magic uh, basketball, please share it combo because I was going to transition into a little bit of the John Morant talk we've had on my show. Yeah, let's let's transfer over. Um, you know, Orlando Magic, to sum it up, have to do a better job. They've been trying to hang their hat on defense, which Coach Mosley has really been doing a great job of instilling defense. And as I said last episode, giving them freedom on offense but they have to take advantage of that freedom and have to be better on that side of the basketball. So, yeah, let's shift to Ja and the Memphis Grizzlies. Agreed. Uh, ja Morant just simply playing amazing basketball. Um, I said that he was going to pop this season, not as far as him individually, but just affecting the winning of this franchise, already bringing them to the postseason once, but now winning 11 in a row, that got snapped. But the power rankings, I believe, um, had Ja like number, um, and the Grizzlies won, and then you had Phoenix they're just clicking, and they're fun. They're exciting. They seem to love playing with each other. Uh, I've been so impressed with what Jaw's been able to do and how he's affecting winning basketball because at the end of the day, it's all about winning. You want to win, uh, and he's able to do that. He's just simply a winning player, and he has that dog in him where he's not scared. He doesn't back down to anybody, so you still have that Memphis grit, but yet you have the Jaw flair. Um, I've been incredibly impressed with Jaw, even when I had high expectations already. What have been your thoughts on John Morant, the Grizzlies, and how serious do you take them come postseason time? I don't think they're the most legit title contender out there. Like, I don't put them on the level of the Nets. I don't put them on the level of the Bucks. I don't even put them on the level of the Miami Heat. But they're one of those teams, or even the Utah Jazz for that matter, and I'm probably missing a team, or Warriors. But they are a team if everything goes right. Right, And I kind of put the Bulls in this category, even though they're struggling a lot as well, that if they stay healthy and maybe some other teams unfortunately do not, and Ja even takes another leap, like if he goes even further into this superstar level that he's playing at, that they have an outside chance of winning the championship. Like anything could happen, especially in a crazy year like this. As I said with you before, it's just amazing to see two smaller players like Trey and Ja be the future of this league or be part of the future of this league along with, you know, Luka Doncic and Jokic and 
Embiid, even though those guys are a little bit older. But to see, like, two guys who are going to be transcendent, superstar, franchise players take over, and it's just amazing to see because they're so relatable, and I think it's really great for the league. Right. Guards are simply running the league, no pun intended. But a lot of people say... Uh, I've I've seen on Twitter this comparison. I'm not a big fan of this comparison. I mean, I understand where it comes from because of the crazy athleticism um, and the fact that they both are winning at a really early age, which is very unique, which you and I have talked about as well over at my show. Um, I've seen him get compared to Derrick Rose, and I, and I don't usually like comparing players to other players, especially the even though Derrick Rose isn't like the older, older generation, but obviously a generation before Ja. I like individuals to be themselves because when you start comparing people to all timers, you start judging them based on how they're living up to the other all timer. And I like them to have their own path. So I'm not really a big fan of that comparison, but I do understand where it comes from. What are your thoughts on the D Rose jaw? Uh, t- just conversation. I think they're, they're just their own player. Like, I mean, they're both elite athletically at the point guard position so i could see the comparison there um you know it is what it is i mean Derek rose peak as that mvp level player i think it's a, still a little bit early to say that john moran will be quite that and hopefully john moran could stay healthier than Derek rose did so uh i guess i mean i see some comparisons because they're athletic point guards but outside of that i think we should just let Ja be Ja. Let jaw be jaw. I love it, Combo. Um, we talked about the Lakers' dysfunction as well. Uh, Magic Johnson go out and say, uh, tweets, you deserve better to Jeannie Buss. A lot of people are thinking that's hinting at Rob Palenka. We know their history a little bit. LeBron promises to be better to the Lakers uh, fans. We talked about it again on the Max Van Auken podcast, but Combo, you brought up some really interesting points and some interesting players that you believe the Lakers should explore um, can you share that with the Believe audience? Yeah, Eric Gordon, Robert Covington. You know, Eric Gordon has proved lately that he might still be in his prime, especially when it comes to him as a scorer. Maybe the defense has tapered off a little bit. And obviously you always need that 3 and D guy, which the Lakers have the idea of 3 and D guys, but some of them are a little bit older. Covington is a little bit younger and he's a great off-the-ball defender. And, you know, a lot of people would say that he's not the greatest on-ball defender, but he's better than some of the guys they have right now. And team defense is something they're really lacking in. So I think Robert Covington, obviously as a shooter and as a team defender, could really help this team. The Blazers are probably going to shuffle the deck. And I don't want to use the tank word, but something to that effect will probably be in full effect this season when it comes to the Blazers. So, They'll probably move off Jerkish and Robert Covington. It, it, I might not use the word probably, but there's a good chance they'll move off those two guys. So we'll see what develops. But yeah, Eric Gordon and or Robert Covington, who I think would greatly help the Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll see what develops. Right. And, and I 100% agree with that. And at the end of the day, it does come down to Anthony Davis, his health, his ability to play to the uh, ability that we know he can play, which is top five player in the world. Bubble AD helped lead them to a championship. So I, I feel like we're talking about the Grizzlies. We're talking about the Warriors. I have a bet with B. Wood about the Lakers winning the whole thing, which seems like a crazy outlandish take at the moment. But at the end of the day, a healthy Braun with a healthy AD, if they were to somehow work their magic, 
um, and get the like an Eric, Eric Gordon trade to go alongside that, you have a puncher's chance, 100%. Yeah, you do. And if, you know, they're three-man guys, I know a lot of people want to criticize Russ, but there are numbers saying that Russ, LeBron, and AD together this season has played pretty well, although the sample, the sample size has been small. Right. Uh, combo, it's about that time, our moment of the week. Uh, I did go first last time, so the floor is yours. I'm passing it to you, a no-look pass. John Moran and the Memphis Grizzlies winning 12 out of 13 last night. Let's keep it on, John. Ja. That team is unbelievable, and John ja Moran is unbelievable. I love the rhythm and flow to the way they play basketball. So let's give it to um, them on Martin Luther King Day winning their 12th out of 13 games. You really did just steal my moment of the week, didn't you? Is that what it was? It, it it was that, but I mean, I had another one up my sleeve because it was kind of hard to like not see you thinking that, of course, because I mean, that should be the moment of the week. But I think mine makes a lot of sense considering what we talked about earlier in the podcast. My moment of the week is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks defeating the Brooklyn Nets by double digits again. Giannis having 31, 9 and 7 and Kevin Durant having 29, 7 and 9. Not the stats mean everything. And he also got the victory. Yes, James Harden was playing. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying the Bucks have a, st- a stacked ra- roster. I'm not saying Chris Middleton's not a good player. I understand he's a good player, but he's not a James Harden type of player. And so that's my moment of the week combo, because I know we've been debating about this Kevin Durant and Giannis back and forth, and they're both amazing, and I love watching both of them play. And you're not crazy. I, I, I'm glad that you think Kevin Durant. But I wanted to take this moment to show you yet another time that Giannis was able to get the win. Yeah, they're doing really well without Drew Holiday. They're four and eight. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you're, you're a jerk. <laughs> so yeah, you know, Giannis is really leading them, and uh, Trey Young just destroying them last night, leading them to a victory uh, on the same day that Memphis wins twelve out of thirteen. So let's tie it all together there. Great work by the Milwaukee Bucks. You're you're good, Combo. You are good. We're, that's a little uh, yin and yang there. But um, all jokes aside, Brooklyn Nets are 24 and 13. The Nets are 26 and 15. So it's a great chance that we could see them on the postseason going at it again. When you watch KD and Giannis play basketball, who do you actually think is better, Max? I think uh, Kevin Durant. Let's, let's say let, let's say let's say you just watched them play one game. You didn't know who they were. Right. I would say that. Kevin Durant's a better basketball player, but I would take Giannis over him. That's what I would say. There, all right, so we're, we're making way. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting no, and there. I, I've always agreed with that, but I think Giannis overall, for one, impacts the game more because there's impact defensively. You can't stop him offensively. He doesn't get injured nearly as much. There's no one physically like him, and he's a much better leader. I never have to worry about him. Uh, and, that, and when we're talking about the best player in the world, yes, you've got to talk about everything, whether you like it or not. And so that's why I said as a basketball player, no one is more like, like Kevin Durant. Nobody. And I'll give you that. And I don't think anybody ever has. But Giannis, to me, is a better overall player because of what he's able to bring from all elements, from a leadership standpoint, defensively, his impact on the floor, the block he had in the finals against DeAndre Ayton while he was like guarding, what was it, D-Book at the time? Like, it's just unreal. And to me, what he brings as a person and as a leader, that's why I value him as the number one guy. Okay, Max. 
It's the little DTLT. Do the little things. It's the little things I mean, combo. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's great. They won a championship. It's amazing. But to like make that comparison when KD didn't have Kyrie in that series, he had James Harden with one hamstring, and he obviously looked like the best basketball player on the floor that series. Okay, yeah. I mean, the Bucks came out with the better team success. But I don't think that necessarily means that Giannis is the better player. To tie it all together, it's almost like the six for six thing when Michael Jordan fans are not actually explaining why Michael Jordan is better. And there's lots of reasons to explain that. They just keep saying six for six. No, I, but I truly believe this was he's a better. great episode. You know, the Orlando Magic are struggling right now, but hopefully they can get a little bit more efficient on the offensive side. And I do believe in the Orlando Magic. We believe in magic combo. We'll go out on good terms. So you can find, well, actually, what am I doing? The outro is yours. So I'm going to throw it back to you, combo. Where can they find us? Where do they subscribe? And where do they agree or disagree with our takes? If they're listening to this right now, they should subscribe to this podcast, the Believe in Magic podcast, with co-hosts Max Van Auken and Andrew combo salad you can find max on instagram at max underscore van underscore Auken. that's m-a-x underscore b-a-n underscore a-u-k-e-n let's keep it short today you can find combo on instagram at one two combo that's o-n-e-t-w-o-c-o-m-b-o go subscribe to combo scored in the mvp podcast talk soon talk soon without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.